I got some work to do today. So I'm going to ask you to open up your mind because I'm going to stretch you. I'm going to say things that might shake you. Uh, I might get emails and stuff like that, but that's all right. Send them. I'll, re I'll respond to them in, in the right way. Because God said that in the latter days, he's going to shake. He's going to shake the heavens and he's going to shake the earth. And if he's going to do that, you're included. He's going to shake you up. And if you've been going through some stuff that you don't understand, it's okay because it's a shaking. Some of us are getting it before others. But there's definitely a shaking. If you're not getting a shaking, you, you, better, you better go on your knees and ask God to, to shake you up. Because you can't run in this latter day unless you are shaken into what God wants to do at this time. Amen? I got two Bibles here because I want to, I wanna, as I share today, I want you to understand. A lot of times when the Bible says power, it's really authority. When the Bible says power, I give you power, it might be I give you authority. The message is going to be on authority. I'm going to just share, as Julio puts on, on, on the screen here, Exodus. Exodus 3, from 1 to 6. When everybody has to say amen. amen. Exodus 3. This is, how, this is how it began. In my heart and my spirit. For what God has for us. Okay. I'm going to read first and then I'll pray. Now Moses. Now Moses kept. Kept the flock. Now just before that Moses. How many of you know about Moses? Amen. Moses grew up. In Egypt, okay? His mother and his father were, were kings. He was a prince. He was a king. He had all the power of Egypt as his, at, at his disposal. So he came up as a child with kingship. Isn't it strange? He was a king, but in Egypt. With all types of false gods. And everything was false. It wasn't real. There was something in him that kept yearning. And, and, and there was a void in him that he needed to fill. Mm -hmm. You know the story of, of, of Moses, right? Yes. And, and thank God that uh, before that his mother had the faith of God to release him into a stream of water. And his sister Miriam followed him until he got to this Pharaoh's daughter's hands. Because God has your life in control. He orders your steps. Okay? And Moses was sent to rescue, amen, the Egyptians because God had a plan. God wanted to hook up a nation. He wanted somebody to praise him. The time had come. Okay? Now, let me read my verse. Now, Moses kept the flock of Jethro. His father-in-law, the priest of Midian, and he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, even to Herod. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame 
of fire out of the midst of the bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. Verse 3, and Moses said, very important, listen, verse 3, and Moses said, I will now turn <clears throat> aside. I will now turn aside and see this great sight, why the bush is not burnt. This is a turn. I'm going this way, and I turn this way. That's a turn. You heard that when we get saved and you confess the Lord as your Savior, you turn. When you see and believe and the real God touches you, you turn. Over here we see that Moses turns. A sign of not only repentance, but a sign of change. I used to be a king in false terra firma with the pharaoh and all that but now I see something that's caught my attention now he's getting ready to meet the real king amen. amen so Moses turns and because Moses turns God if you read the next verse it says and when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and Moses Moses and he said here am I and he said, draw nigh hither, nigh to me. God calls Moses after he turns himself and sees that Moses turned. And he's ready for a new thing. <clears throat> That's what I'm going to bring, a new thing. So now we're going to fast forward, okay, to the New Testament. We're going to fast forward to Matthew, the 16th chapter. And the 13th verse. When Jesus came into the, co the coast of uh, Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that you are uh, John the Baptist, uh, some say that you're Elijah, and others uh, Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He saith unto them, But who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed it unto you, but my Father who is in heaven. And I say also then unto thee, that thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. Jesus is ready to build his church. We just left from Exodus to the New Testament in Caesarea. God is getting ready to build his church. He gives the prophetic word to Simon, the, the, the rock that will hold the church in place. Amen. And the gates, he says, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Verse 19. And this is where the crux of this whole teaching is. And I will give, I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven and earth. 
Whatsoever you bound shall be bound. And whatsoever you, whatsoever you bind shall be bound on earth. And, and whatever you shall loose, amen, on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loose in heaven. Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Our problem is this, that we stopped where the church began. The Lord is bringing us to a place of the kingdom. I'm so glad that the pastor chose the kingdom, amen, and a relationship with the kingdom and relationship and connection, amen, because you have to get connected with the Lord in order to participate in the kingdom of God. Amen. The, church, this church, the church produces Christians that can go into a kingdom and operate in that kingdom, Okay, so in the kingdom, it's a kingdom of authority. Amen. And what we're going to discuss today is kingdom law. But before we do that, I'm going to give you an analogy so that we can compare it with what we're going to share. Let's say you have a car, an automobile. You have the paperwork for it. You have the deed. You have gasoline. Uh, you have everything, just like a lot of us Christians have. We have everything in Christ. Everything in Christ. We're the first and not the last. We're on top and not under. Whatever we touch will be blessed. In fact, he's giving us these keys. Keys. If you have a key, it's for a door. There has to be a door. So let's say you have this car, but you don't have the key. So you have all the blessing and all the attributes of the car, you can't, you can't release its power. You can't release anything for the car to move or turn or anything because you don't have the key. A lot of us are like that. We have all the attributes of God. We know that God has power in heaven and in the earth, but we don't know how to get to that power. We don't have the key because we lack the understanding that that key had been given to us. And we've been like that for a long time. And the Lord says, hasta aquí. It stops here. He's going to break through. He's going to shift a couple of things. He's going to shake us up so that he can show us exactly where the keys are. Because the only way you can bind anything is if you understand the key. Faith ain't going to do it. You can send me an email later. What faith does, it puts you in a position, a legal position, amen, to use your faith in this kingdom. A kingdom is not a batch of people. Otherwise, it'll be an anarchy. A kingdom is people, but with rules, regulations, a king, an order, a way of operating, a way of doing things. So here we have the churches already, and uh, the Lord said, the gates of hell will not prevail because I'm going to establish a kingdom also. And the church produces, nurtures, and feeds you so that you can get to a kingdom and fight with the keys and bring God's kingdom and establish it on earth. Are you with me so far? Amen. 
Are you with me so far? Amen. Kingdom law and kingdom authority. And how the kingdom operates, we're going to read in, in a second. A key is needed to release the power of not only this car so that you can use it and benefit from it, but of the kingdom. You need to lose the power of the kingdom with a key. If you don't know the key, like I said before, you can't, you can't do it. Amen? I, shall give, I will give thee unto thee the keys of the kingdom, and whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. As you bind something, amen, you are using a key. What are the keys? The keys are authority. The authority of heaven released on earth. The way God transcends, the way God invades earth, the way God moves in earth through us is when we release the keys. How do you release the key? Let's find out. Because I said faith is not enough, right? So let's go to Romans in 10.10. 10. Romans 10.10. 10. Could you put it up there if, if you can? Romans 10.10. 10. For, for with the heart a person believes, adheres to and trusts in and relies on Christ, and so is justified. Justified is a legal term. It's a governmental term. You are justified before this government, before this kingdom. And the kingdom, like I said, it's a government, and I'll prove it to you because I, I got my work cut out for me. That's why I'm going slow. For with the heart, okay, a person believes... Okay, so in your heart you believe. That's what? Faith. Are you saved yet? No, but you believe. So you get placed in a position with the faith that you're using to believe in your heart to then move further. Everybody with me? Okay, so with the heart a person believes adheres and trusts in and relies on Christ. And so it is, he is justified, declared righteous, acceptable to God. And with the mouth now, with the mouth, he confesses. He declares openly and speaks out freely his faith and confirms his salvation. So with the heart, we have faith. A lot of us are crying before the Lord, Lord, give me faith. You know, I want a lot of faith. I need so much faith. And, and faith is faith. Great faith is faith that has understanding. We hear that in the Bible. But faith is really your agreement with heaven. So you're either in agreement with heaven or you're not. If you're in agreement with heaven, then you have faith. There's no such thing as 80% faith. 60% faith in the sense of the word faith. You use your faith according to your understanding of it. Are you with me? Amen. And that's why we haven't been getting anywhere. We don't understand that we believe with the heart and then we confess. Amen. 
in this portion of scripture, whatever you confess, whatever you bind, and you do that with your mouth, okay, as it is demonstrated here in salvation. You believe for salvation, but if you don't confess for salvation, you don't get saved. The same way it is for infirmities, for lack of money, for, for wayward kids and situations. You need to have faith in the heart, and then you have to speak it. God hung the earth on nothing. You read that in Proverbs. But he holds it in place and continues to move by speaking. He created everything by speaking. Whatever he does, he speaks. Amen. He speaks. He talks to it. If we're in his image, then we got to talk. Amen. But we got to talk his language. The centurion spoke his language. Okay? And we're going to discover that. Okay? So we have it fixed. Faith in the heart. You confess with your mouth. Amen? And you shall be saved. If you legally have faith in the heart, then you're in a legal position. And with your mouth, you can now speak and bring heaven's will and heaven's power down to transcend and wind up in earth. God wants to move in the earth. God has been waiting to move in the earth. But we've been trying to do that with just faith. And we don't understand that we need to declare stuff. Amen. We need to release authority. Because authority loses the power from heaven. The only way you're going to get power is by releasing it with your mouth. But before you do that, you got to be in the position of faith. Before we forgot all about authority and even power. Some people are praying, power, power, power. I need power. And what you need is to understand that you have authority. And you can release that power with your mouth. Amen. But we stop at the church and we never go into the kingdom. And the Lord came to establish a kingdom. After he rose from the dead, 40 days, he drilled on the disciples and the apostles about the kingdom, the kingdom. You must, this about the kingdom. He instructed them how to operate in the kingdom. They, he never spoke about God. He spoke about the kingdom. The kingdom. Mark eleven twenty three says that if you speak, if you say to this mountain, if you say, not God, not Jesus, but you, why you? Who has the authority? We do. We do. We do. If you say to this mountain, be thou cast into the sea and don't waver in your heart, it'll be done for you. Okay? If you do so, It'll be done for you. Says, uh, you say to this mountain, boom, be cast down into the ocean and you will get that to happen. The key here is when you what? Say. When you say you release heaven's authority over that mountain, that situation, that problem, and God has to back that up. Heaven has to back that up because the kingdom, okay, it's a legal place. 
And you cannot allow something that's not legal in the kingdom. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. I'm going to just go ahead and then come back. Let's look at Isaiah 9, 6. That we always misuse this, this portion of scripture. I'm going to read it. For un we always use this for Christmas. Okay. For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given. And the government. What's a government? A government is a kingdom. A government has rules. A government has freedom for you. A government has justification. A government has everything that you need to be free and successful. We have a natural uh, government, but we're talking about the kingdom of God. The government of God. And look, look at what it says. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders. And his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor and Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. So what's on his shoulders? A government. A, a, a government. And, and as we go on this, on this journey, I'll share more about the government if, if I get to it. Because I, I, I need to get at least the foundation of this to you. So we are operating in a government. So in a government, there's laws. When the devil messes with you, gets you sick, causes uh, some infraction between you and somebody else, that's illegal in the kingdom. That's not allowed in the kingdom. That's not supposed to happen in the kingdom. If that happens, it's because you allowed the devil to sneak up on you without understanding he's messing you up. So you have to understand. In Jose, my people... Perish for a lack of knowledge. Knowledge is understanding. And we get all beat up. So whenever you're going through stuff, it's illegal. And you have the authority and the legal right to cast that sucker out, to bind it on earth. And God will bind it to loose the blessing of God. And God will loose the blessing from heaven because he has to back up. His will and what he governs and the will that he set for you and for me. Amen. 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 So, amen. Amen. You can give. If you're going to clap, give God a. Don't give him a belly cake. Give him a real clap. Amen. Okay. And I'm going to show you how that's happened. That centurion, the centurion. Let's go to Matthew 8 and 5. Mateo 8 5. And when Jesus entered into Capernaum, un unto Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him. A centurion, you've heard that before. Okay? A centurion is a soldier. A soldier that is under Caesar's authority. This centurion comes to Jesus because he heard about Jesus and his servant is very, very, very sick. And he needs to get some help for his servant. So he comes to Jesus because he heard that Jesus had healed so and so and so. Okay? That Jesus was a man of, of, of power. And as soon as he comes to Jesus, he's asking Jesus, my servant is home, very sick. 
Jesus says, I will come. Because the will of Jesus and the purpose of the kingdom and the purpose of God is to bless us. And if we're sick and need something, he'll bless us. I will come. And immediately the centurion, the Bible says, you don't have to come. Because. Huh? Yeah, because. Why just speak? The centurion had the authority understanding. And he ignited, he commenced that dialogue. I am a man of authority. I am under Caesar. And I have men under me. I tell them, go, they go. Come and they come. And whatever I say, they do. And I perceive, I understand that you are also a man of authority. Okay? And what did it say that Jesus says, wow, nice. This, this guy, uh, no, this first grader graduated in a day from college. Because Jesus says, I've never seen such great faith. Now that's, if you search it out, and we need to do that to understand these things. I've searched it out. It's understanding of authority. He has tremendous understanding of authority. So he comes to Jesus and he says, you don't even have to come. And Jesus marveled. And he was able to release, okay, the power that was needed so that his servant could get healed. And Jesus said, as you will it, it it'll be done. And he spoke the word and he said the word. Amen. Jesus does not do this. He speaks to it, and it comes up. He speaks to trees. He speaks to everything. He speaks to the dead. He speaks to anything. In fact, you know, you can see the Kairos power of Jesus in the uh, Lazarus issue. You came late. No, I didn't come late. I am that I am. I am at any time am. Get up, Lazarus, and... He got up. Why? Because I understand I have authority. I, God has given me all authority in heaven and in the earth. So I'm not worried about time. And that was his understanding of time. Okay? The centurion. Most people want that Jesus would show up in their room because they're sick or whatever and heal them. Or in the middle of their stuff and fix it. No, that's not going to happen. Tag, you're it. You want anything from heaven? You got to speak it. You got to say it. And the devil is angry. He's trying to mess with me with all kinds of stuff. But he's angry because we're exposing that he doesn't want you to understand about authority. Yeah. It's time for us to operate in the kingdom. You want to see the miracles and the healing and all that? Move and operate in the kingdom and know that you have authority that you can release as you speak it with faith. As you speak it understanding, amen, that it is finished. Once you get that revelation in you, you will have peace and you will be able to move. It is finished. Whatever you need is done. All authority is at your disposal 
but you need to know and understand it. My people perish for lack of knowledge. No more. And speak it. Speak it, speak it, speak it. The only language that the Lord understands, knows, and likes to talk with is the one that this centurion had. Nah, just say the word. He doesn't like I bendito, you know, this and that. You know, some, sometimes we try to give God's audience. Now understand that the Bible says in Proverbs, I believe, eight, that he hung the earth on nothing. And he maintains it. He holds all the stars and all the galaxy in order with his mouth. Amen. How could you come up to a God like that and say, you know, I, I, if it's your will or, you know, what do you think, Lord, if I behave, you know, and maybe I'm messing up and this, this is for you to teach me. No, God is God. And you need to pray God prayers. We've been praying Mickey Mouse prayers. We need to take it over. We need to have authority and have dominion. In Genesis 1.26, we need to have dominion. God's put everything under our feet. Okay? And he stepped out the way. So how do you think he's going to get this earth back? Through you. Through us. Through men and women that believe and have understanding. Okay? So you're either in faith or you're not. We need to have the faith that this centurion had and the understanding that he also had. Amen? Amen. Let me see which one I'm going to... Faith is agreement. Now, the keys of the kingdom will turn your life in the direction that God wants it to go. As you pray, and he'll give you the direction you speak. God's power flows only through authority. If you are a person under authority, then you have authority. A person that has authority is under authority. Are you following me? Jesus has authority because God gave him all authority. We have authority because Jesus gave us all authority. So he's not going to do anything. That's why I said to you, you have to do it because he put everything under your feet. So if you're waiting for him to do it, it's not going to happen. And I've had people pray and pray and pray, uh, you know, in a, and you can miss it. The Bible say that, says that we can miss, pray, miss a prayer, pray a miss, that we can buffet the air. So we have to get it on, in line. Amen? And, 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 you know, because, because Jesus and even God, check this out, is subject to his kingdom and his rules in his kingdom. If we look at Mark, the sixth chapter, and the fourth verse, Mark 6, 4, check it out. Mark 6, 4, but Jesus said to them, a prophet is not without honor, deference, reverence, except in his own country and among his relatives 
and in his own house. Hit uh, five. Six, five. And he was not. Now, let me tell you something. Does Jesus have power? Yes. He has power. Does God have power? Amen. He says, I will come and heal. But over here it says, and he was not able to do even one work of power there, except that he laid his hands on a few sickly people and cured them. Now, Jesus had all the power. I mean, he wanted to heal, but he what? He was bound to what? Kingdom. The kingdom. The people had no faith. In the next verse, you'll see that the people had no faith. They criticized him. Is this the carpenter? So he couldn't do anything. Oh, ye of little faith. Oh, ye of little understanding. That's what it really means. Okay? And that's what happens to us. Am, am, I, am I getting to you a, a little bit here? Because this is, this is the crux. So, you know, he couldn't do anything. And a lot of times he won't be able to do anything for you if you don't release it, if you don't speak it, if you don't have the faith in your heart, like in Romans 10 and 10. Okay? So it's about these three key steps. It's about authority. It's about the kingdom of God, and it's about how you operate in the kingdom of God. you got to position yourself in faith. Faith legally puts you in position, and then you can release and speak the key. What's the key? If I don't like it, I bind it. If I need blessing and healing, loose healing. And when I release that, amen, God backs it up. That's how it works. It's not complicated. That's how it works. And we're going to drill at this until we get it all completely. Mark 6 and 4. Okay, Hebrews 2, 5 and 8. Let's see what it says. Because my time. Hebrews 2, 2, 5 and 8. For unto the angels has he put in subjection the Lord has put the angels in subjection the world to come whereof we speak but one in a certain place testified saying what is man that thou art mindful of him or the son of man that thou visited him thou madest him a little lower than the angels thou crown him with glory and honor and did set him over the works of thy hands. Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under his feet. Under him he left nothing that is not put under him. So everything is under us. Amen. Absolutely everything. He's not going to get into anything. He's not going to get involved in nothing. Because you got to speak it. He finished his assignment. Wow. He finished his assignment. And we haven't re received it. We walk around like, you know, <laughs> getting beat up. You know, 
one of my peas, like 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 uh, Brian said, I, I, it bugs me that we're not taking advantage of the power that God has for us. Brandon likes to get up early, otherwise he gets all freaked out. I get freaked out if we don't take the power that God has given us and use it. Hmm? I know that all of us can say to ourselves, we ought to be further. I should have more. But you don't, and I don't, but I'm working at it. We've had some experiences that God healed cancers in a zip. The next day, eradicated, four stages. So I know that this works. I know that it works. That's why I'm trying to give it to you. Faith is not enough. I know that's shaking somebody up a little bit. But faith is not enough. You need to declare it. Amen? <laughs> you need to confess it. Amen? Glory to God. So, uh, he is going to bring back everything that he wanted to earth through you and through me. Okay? So, with the heart, we are legally in the right place. And with the heart positioned in the right place, we're operating in faith. But with the mouth, we release the key. The key that opens whatever door it is. Amen? Amen. And that's very important. It's a government. It's a heavenly government. Amen? Romans 13 and 1 speaks about all authority. God, Jesus, they hold the office of authority. They say for us to submit to authority, government, and stuff like that. That's how they are. That's what they establish. That's who they put in charge. So we have to obey the direction of the Lord. We have to obey those that are in authority. Because if we're under authority, then we have authority. Are you with me? If we're under authority, then we have authority. Isaiah 9, again. But this time we're going to start in verse 2. Check it out. Isaiah. I'm going to read that. I'm going to read that one in the Amplified. <laughs> because in the other one it says power and it's really supposed to be authority. Okay? Isaiah 9, beginning in the second chapter. The people who walked in darkness, the people who walk in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of intense darkness and the shadow of death, upon them has the light shined. You, O oh Lord, have multiplied, multiplied the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you like the joy in, in a harvest. As men rejoice when they divided the spoil of battle. For the yoke of Israel's burden and the staff or rod for, 
foregoing their shoulders the rod of their oppressors you have broken as in the days of Gideon with, uh, with Midian. Gideon won a tremendous war almost single-handed. You guys know that, right? So this is talking about a, a, a fight, a war, a, a, a reciprocation, okay, about what went down at this time. For every ramping warrior war, boots, hoots, boots, and all his armor in the battle, tumult, and every garment rolled in blood shall be burned as fuel for the fire. So it's speaking about all this, a fight. It's like a, uh, when you get paid because you gather the spoil and, and you rejoice with all that you get. Gideon won and he got all that stuff that he, that he gained. Okay, so you rejoice like if you got big pay. Okay, you can see in Daniel 7, 14 about Gideon. Uh, for to us a child is born and you, we've, we've read that before. And that's a government. This is what happens in the government. So God, he wants to establish okay, his government and bring us back to a place of the garden. Amen? Amen? But we have to understand this. Acts 3 and 6. Peter, the Bible says, was going to the house of prayer. And there was a man that was paralyzed. And he was begging. He was expecting. Expecting something from them. What did Peter give him? Peter said, silver and gold I don't have. The only thing I have is authority. So in the name of the Lord Jesus, get up and walk. That's how you work a miracle. You speak it. You declare you know what you have. And you reach low and pull up. That's how you work a miracle. If you know that you have authority. If you don't know that you have authority, then you can't do that. If you don't know that you can speak it and all heaven will back you, then you cannot do that. Okay? Jesus said all authority is given unto him, and he gave it to us. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hey, I will give you the keys of the kingdom, what is in heaven is obligated to back you up. Whatever is in heaven, the power, the gracing, the Lord is obligated to back you up because he's given you the keys of the kingdom. The king's will are the keys. Whatever the king's will is, if it's coming against you, if it's opposite, then you can rebuke that thing. You can bind it and loose it. And he would that we would not perish but have eternal life. He would that we would be healed and whole. That's his will. He has good thoughts about you and me. He has every good thing for you. So whoever is messing with that, if you don't come against it and get it out the way, you're wasting your time. I hope I didn't lose anybody because it, this was a hard thing in, in a sense because... I, I, I don't think I've ever heard this in a sense, you know, the, the authority aspect of it and the kingdom. And that's the purpose of the kingdom. The kingdom is where we are. 
or are we still in church? <laughs> I'm not going to go there, but maybe for another day. But I hope that you know that you are in the kingdom, and this kingdom belongs to God. Amen? And Jesus says to Philip, when Philip asked him about him and God, he says, you've been with me so long. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. He did a little Italian thing. If you've seen me, you've seen the Father. <laughs> so what do you ask me this? <laughs> when I speak like this, okay, what you're hearing is the voice of God. When the centurion speaks like, just speak the word, you're hearing the voice of Caesar. <laughs> he is a man under authority. So he's speaking like Caesar. So then he goes to Jesus and says, I have authority. I'm under Caesar. But you, you have heaven's authority. Speak the word and my servant will be healed. Are you with me? You've got to know who has the authority, how to fling it, how to speak it, and whose voice are you speaking? If uh, you're in school, then you're hearing the teacher's voice. If you're in a church, then you're hearing the pastor's voice. If you're at your job, you're hearing your boss's voice. When we move and operate in the kingdom, we hear his voice. And through us, they hear his voice. Because when I say I come against you, you foul devil, I command you to leave right now. He's not going to book because I said it. He's going to book because he knows I have authority, understanding, and I'm speaking like the voice that's coming out of my mouth is like the voice of God. Get out in Jesus' name. I bind you. I take authority over you. That's what God likes to hear. I have authority. I have power. I got dominion over the devil. I'm going to bring back God's kingdom and establish it for him. Not being afraid. And the church has to rise up and take charge. Have understanding and not be afraid to speak to disease, to cancer, to AIDS, to whatever it is. In fact, if you're ever afraid and you're at home and that room, there's like a fear coming out of there, just go right in. In the name of Jesus and you'll overcome fear. And I'm pretty sure that that happened to some of us and we moved back, moved back, but now we're moving right into the room. Am I right? Because that's how it is. The devil is a, is a flake. He only try to put some fear in you so you can just shun up. He is a flake. He could only bark. He's got no authority, no power, no nothing. What he tries to do is stop you from getting these types of words. Right in a, in a second, the birds are going to come and try to steal the word. Because they don't want it to fall on good ground. See, the devil is, is afraid, uh, not of you, but if you know that you have authority. Amen. And if he knows that you have authority, then you're going to speak it against him. Because when that happens, then you're releasing God against them. Amen. And the power and the grace and the healing, everything opposite to the devil, you'll be releasing it as you move in faith. And in your mouth, speak. And turn those keys. 
Amen. The keys are for you to defeat the enemy. Amen. The keys of the kingdom are to be used to defeat the enemy. Amen. The church is preparing us. But now it's time to move and operate and use the, 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 the kingdom. How the kingdom operates. You're all in the kingdom. Graced by God. So I hope that you take this and just use it. Practice it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry if you see un disparate. But just speak it. Speak it and God will align it. And he'll flex that muscle, that spiritual muscle that's been dead for a while. I'm expecting healings and miracles, signs and wonders. Because we serve a miracle working God.